Hello and welcome to St. Paul's Faith to Go podcast, your on-the-go resource for everything you need to have faith discussion throughout your day, at home, at work, with your friends, and with your family. My name is David Tremaine. I'm the Director of Outreach and Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. My name's Abby Krieger, and I'm the Director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministries. I'm Maya, little Sonia, and I'm the Youth Minister here at St. Paul's. Okay, thank you everyone for uh, tuning in. Uh, This week, uh, we are talking about the readings for Proper 21, which are for October 1st, 2017. And the theme based on the gospel for today is acting in faith. And it's a parable told by Jesus in Matthew chapter 21, verses 28 through 32. Great. So here's the parable. Uh, What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the school and said the same, or the second, and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to him, truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going to the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. Okay, so this is the parable of the two sons. And basically we've got a father who owns, again, a vineyard. And asking both of his sons to go work in the vineyard. And one son says no, and then does it. And then one son says yes, and then doesn't. So the moral of the story is that Jesus likes vineyards. <laughs> yeah. Just you should kidding. go to Napa. Let's go to Jesus to Napa. Right. Yeah. Well, Jesus' question Napa. at the very end is, which of the two did the will of his father? Uh, and so the theme is about acting, about acting in faith, and it's about action. So at the most basic level here, the, the, the point I think Jesus is trying to make is you can say you're going to do something and not do it. And you can say you're not going to do something, but then end up doing it. Who Even is if the you're person the that's really who's... doing the will of God here? Right. Even yeah. though he wasn't the one who was initially asked to right. do it. Right. The second one's going to step up and do it. Mm-hmm. I was just yeah. about to say that. That's really important, yeah. I think. Like, in life, you want to make sure that you come through with what you say you're going to do. And especially when it comes to doing good things throughout life. You want to actually act like you are a person who's filled with love and graciousness and forgiveness mm-hmm. and not just say that you're all these things. Mm-hmm. Put your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. grapes because vineyards. Yeah. yeah. It's just like it's the it's a parable that uh, speaks to something that I think Jesus is talking about and showing us a lot in his life in the Gospels is that it's not so much about what you believe, but what you do. Mm-hmm. And that it's not so much about what you think is right, what you think is wrong, who you think is in, who you think is out, but how you act uh, based on you know, what you feel like God is calling you to do. And that you can say as much as you would like, but it's really the people that are like actually living, living it out that are um, living in the kingdom of heaven. You can think that you're living in the kingdom of heaven and actually just be doing a whole bunch of harmful things. 
because it's it's about like it's about like acting out what it means to be in the kingdom of heaven all the time and in doing so you're kind of operating in this new place yes okay so uh with that in mind uh the questions today for the different age groups are going to be about actions and you know kind of like rules and obeying things and mm-hmm. um ex- and uh, fleshing out what those kind of things mean for us in our daily lives and then based on what the gospel is is calling us to and what God's invitation is to us. So right now we're going to move into our first age group, zero to four, and talk about the video and those discussion questions. Okay, so we're on to our zero to four-year-old age range. And this video is a short three-minute video of an animated retelling of the parable that Maya just read. Uh, the parable of the two sons. And in the video, there's a, a father who owns an, owns an apple orchard, and you know, it's the exact same plot of asking the two sons to do, uh, to go out and uh, pick some apples. One of them says no and then goes and does it. The other one says he'll do it and then doesn't. Um, and so clearly it, it ties into our theme for the week because it is just a um, cartoon of the parable. Um, but... The questions that will be asked in the discussion um, kind of bring it home for the zero to four-year-olds because it kind of brings it back to their family unit and questions about uh, kind of their household, you know, community, if you will. Uh, and that's why it, the, in terms of, development of developmental appropriateness, um, this video and these questions work for this younger age group. Yeah, because as we've said with the other weeks that um, the zero to four year olds, I mean, their world is pretty small and that there's not a lot you feel like you can do um, or that you're told to do. Right. It's keep quiet, keep your hands to yourselves, share. Um, So it the questions really help because it's small things you can do around the house. And it's a time when like don't have a whole lot of responsibilities. I mean, when you're a baby when you're three years old. There's not a lot that people are asking of you. But you're getting towards the age that, that that's going to be something that's happening more and more and more. So this is an opportunity to start to have that discussion. I like these questions because I think they kind of give that age range tools mm-hmm. uh, to make it a little bit easier to help around the house or to help your parents or honoring your father and mother mm-hmm. or... Um, you know, just giving them that, that time and that energy. So the first question we have, I wonder if you have ever done little jobs around the house. I wonder how the father felt about the son that disobeyed. Mm. Your disappointment. Yeah. Number three, I wonder what are some of the things that God wants us to do? That's a big question for a zero to four-year-old. Milk the cows. Especially, mm-hmm. Yes. Does Sorry, God want man. us to milk the cows? All right. Number four, I wonder what is a way we can give more at home? And the last question, I wonder how God feels when we say we will obey him, but then we don't. Ooh, Ooh. that's a big one. (laughs) It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. But as you can see, it's kind of, it's taking this parable and focusing it down onto the world of a four-year-old. So what is the world of a four-year-old? It is parents and brothers and sisters and home and kind of the economy of home 
what happens there, what kind of tasks happen there. But it's also a time when, when um, kids are being asked to do things of ob- like obey in new right. ways, being mm-hmm. quiet, sitting still, sitting yeah. in one place for a while. You're getting into um, what will be the next age group, which is like school-age kids. And so these are just great openings for a conversation about what, you know, what it means to uh, obey authority figures and what it means to do what you say you're going to do, do what you say you will do, and to um, follow through. Follow through, yeah, Mm. with your actions. So that's, uh, we commend that to you for your conversation with your zero to four-year-old. We hope it goes well. Uh, And now we're going to move into the five to ten-year-old age Okay, so now we're at our five to ten year old video resource. A what, what, what can we call it? A wrap. <laughs> um, what do these young chickens call it these days? <laughs> young spring chickens. I don't um, know if you could call it a wrap. I'd call it new wave avant garde, loosely based yes. on rap songs. Okay, it's great. I think honestly, content, it's the best. It's the best. Yeah, for five to ten year olds, it's trying to tie in the story. This like request for certain actions from an authority figure and like following through on those to the place where that happens the most often uh, outside of the home, which is now in the classroom, right? So that's why we're moving towards this kind of, the the video is about the rules of the classroom. The questions are generally about kind of tying that into home and actions and following through and the, the parable of the two sons. I think authority figures and what it means to have authority figures, there's more in your life at Mm -hmm. 5 to 10. So Mm -hmm. instead of it just being your parents and your Mm -hmm. grandparents and your elders, it's your teachers, your principals, um, God. So it's like, dang, he's an authority, I guess. And a bunch of people just tell you what to do all the time. And that could be a good thing because structure, but it just shows that there's more ways to follow directions. Mm -hmm. And um, they can relate. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the questions, uh, well, the first one is, what rules from the song do you also follow at home? Well, I would say all of them. Well, good on you, Abby. <laughs> I know. I am just a perfectly rule-following human. Just kidding. And then number two, do you think the rules in your classroom are fair? Do you? And number no. three... <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could eat in my classrooms because we could eat in high school. We could mm. eat in our classes and not in college because of ants. Oh, <laughs> they say that is, we have a really bad yeah. ant problem. And they did it at my high school too, but they just got some like Windex and they, I mean, not Windex, but now we can't eat and it's atrocious. Yeah, that's rough. I need to Because I get hungry during class. Right? And not even water. I'm like, <gasps> ants are what? not attracted to water. They're like, well, that, I don't think that's even legal. Anyway, I know, right? Like, what if I die? Number three, have you ever broken a rule at school? And what happened, and how did you feel? I never broke rules. I got suspended. There you go. Maya is our little rebel. I know. Uh, And then our last one, what rules at school do you think Jesus would like? No shoes. (laughs) No (laughs) shoes. No shoes. Probably no shirt. (laughs) Yeah, right. When they say you need close-toed shoes, and he's like, "Uh, sandals. Sandals. Gladiator Um, sandals. Right, game six against the Romans. Yes, I, I, I like game six. <laughs> I like these because because the second question: Do you think the rules in your classroom are fair? I like that question because it 
you you can get to a point moving up towards age 10 when you're going into like middle school and high school that it's okay to that like authority isn't the final word and that it's right. okay to question the rules if not you know? a good thing yeah and that and and this one what rules at school do you think Jesus would like that there can be some dissonance between the rules that you're getting from the culture and the things that you hear Jesus talking about in the gospels right. You know, and, and so it's kind of starting to add some texture to this thing. It's not just God is just another parent up in heaven forcing you to do things or, like, telling you what to do, but that there is some, something to your own experience that can inform how you take authority from Scripture or from the tradition or from things like that. I'm just going to say Jesus would let me eat in class. That's, That's all right. I'm going to say. I think he would, too. Well, like, these, like we said before, <laughs> Jesus wasn't just about, like, walking around about he wasn't about making more rules for more people. Yeah. It was like an experiential True. understanding of God. It was something right. beyond rules. Right. But you have to have point. the rules to go beyond the rules. You know, right. It's like well, you have to he's start like, somewhere. Uh, how he's the new covenant. And he says, I have not come to abolish the law, but mm-hmm. to fulfill the law. Right. And that all of the Mosaic laws. And it wasn't just about rule following, but all the laws are summed up in two commandments. Love thy neighbor yeah. and love God. Right. Exactly. And so it's loving someone is also... Obey, like loving your parents, mm-hmm. you can demonstrate mm-hmm. that love by obeying them and obeying yeah. what they're right. asking. Right. Kill two birds and with six hundred and thirteen stones. And it's exactly. also not it's also not a lack of love to question something when you don't think it is fair. Yes. Or just right. You know. it can be an act of love. Exactly. Right. Okay. So that's uh your conversation with your five to ten year old and now we're gonna move to uh age eleven to eighteen. Okay, our final section is the 11 to 18-year-olds. And uh, their video I really liked, and it was about, um, it's building off of what we were just talking about with the 5 to 10-year-olds, about um, starting to explore what those relationships of authority, with authority figures look like. And this is kids talking about uh, being able to communicate with their parents. And so it, it ties into the the gospel reading for today and the theme because the gospel is about a parent communicating with their child and what that communi- that kind of breakdown of that communication looks like um, and what authority looks like with your parents as you get older. Uh, and, so, and so it's asking kids from the kid's perspective what, what it's like to communicate with their parents from their perspective and what could help that line of communication get easier um, depending on you know, how their parents interact with them mm-hmm. or a- approach them about things. And so it's when we're talking about 11 to 18-year-olds, you're moving towards a place of adulthood Mm -hmm. and then this kind of adult-to-adult relationship with your parents, which is very different than anything you've had in your life before. Freaky. Yes. Well, yeah, because my huge thing is, like, I wouldn't want to tell my mom things because I thought, oh, my gosh, they're going to judge me. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not – I'm ashamed of it. They're not going to – they're going to look down on me. Mm -hmm. And then when I told my mom or someone – I finally did tell them things it was like oh yeah been there done that like yeah. let me tell you about the time I did the same thing right and my only thing from holding the only thing holding me back from an authentic relationship was me and my preconceived notions of what she would think of me mm-hmm. and I think that relates to God like I don't want to open myself up to having a relationship with God because I'm just too sinful mm. I'm too messed up mm-hmm. and 
you know, I don't want anyone to see what's inside. Mm-hmm. But he'll be like, um, yeah, seen that, done mm-hmm. that, you're good. Right. Let's talk about it. And that's the kind of, like, shame and guilt that is happening in the teenage years. Is like yes. yeah. you're getting towards this place of um, dependence mm-hmm. as an as a older teen and into into, like, what we're calling adulthood now. And... And that rely that it just brings up a whole lot of stuff mm-hmm. about your reliance on yourself, your relationship with these authority figures, those changing uh, relationships, and what they look like moving forward. And the kids said a lot of similar things about right. like worrying about their parents judging them and, and things like that. God yeah. doesn't judge you because He made you. Right. I really related to those kids and what they were saying because yeah. I feel like I still experience that, and also. Being able, I mean, as you get older, you start to realize that independence you have from your parents and you, it's still hard to tell them stuff that you might've messed up on. It's still scary. So the first question that we have here is, do you think the second son said he would help so that he didn't disappoint his father? Hmm. And then number two, have you ever agreed to do something for your parents but then didn't do it? What did your parents think? Number three, what do you think you can do to communicate better with your parents? And number four, do you think it's easier to talk to God or your parents? And number five, how do you know the rules that God wants you to follow? Those are very intense questions. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but they're really good because they're getting to a, a point of thinking about I'm thinking about the parable and like getting to a point of thinking about this parable in terms of real, like your actual lived human experience and trying to, trying to connect with these, with the people in the story that Jesus is telling. And that first question about whether this first son said that he would do it just so that he wouldn't be judged for saying that he didn't want to. Mm -hmm. I think that's like such a good question. Yeah. I've never thought about that with this parable before, but absolutely. All the time for me, like still even just, Friends ask me, oh, do you want to do this? And mm-hmm. then I just end up, I end up saying yes because I don't want to disappoint yeah. them, you know, being a yeah. people pleaser. And yeah. then you end yeah. up hurting them in the end because you end up not showing or right. And then it makes this parable a whole thing about, about feeling pressured to do things, about not wanting to disappoint. And, and that's what some of the kids are talking about in this video is not wanting to approach their parents about things and communicate because they're worried about disappointing them. And so it really starts to to get into like the murky, the murkiness of this authority relationship, the mm-hmm. relationship with your parent, how that, how you're kind of thinking about God can be so based on your experience of your parents growing yes. up and then starting to kind of pull that apart and saying like, there's a difference between talking to your parents and talking to God, that your parents are really just, they are people just mm-hmm. like you are. Yeah. And, you know, we have this deeper source, this deeper source of authority and this deeper source of authority knows everything about us that, that is in existence. You know, like we don't have to be worried about disappointing God. Yeah. God is there to support us and to love us no matter what is happening. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we hope those conversations go well with your, with your teens and preteens. Uh, and that is the end of our talk today. Um, check in on, every Sunday morning for a new podcast and new Faith to Go materials at stpaulcathedral.org slash faith to go. Uh, if you like the podcast, make sure to rate and review it on your iTunes platform. Uh, 
And if you live in another country, we hope that uh, you will please contact us. Yeah. Because we'd love to know who you are. Yeah. yeah. Aloha. Oh, wait, that's in our country. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not yeah. my proudest moment. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> but thanks, everybody, for listening. And we hope you have good discussions at home and that you like the resources this week. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. I do. Bye-bye. See you again. Ta-da for now.